0: Welcome to Matthew Felix, the radio episodes, Words and Images. I'm Matthew Felix, author of the novel A Voice Beyond Reason and the travel story collection With Open Arms, short stories of misadventures in Morocco. In February 2018, what is now my Matthew Felix on-air video podcast began as an internet radio program in downtown San Francisco. The radio episodes, Words and Images podcast feature segments from that radio show, in which I converse with writers, photographers, filmmakers, and more. I hope you like the show. And don't forget to check out the current incarnation, Matthew Felix On Air, available here as well as on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening and talk soon. Every October, the Mill Valley Film Festival welcomes more than 200 filmmakers and 60,000 attendees from more than 50 countries, including a veritable who's who of A-listers, including past guests Helen Mirren, Ryan Gosling, Glenn Close, Edward Norton, Uma Thurman, Sir Ian McKellen, and quite frankly, too many others to mention. Zoe Elton is director of programming for the festival. She is also a writer, interviewer, and cartoonist. As well as a tea drinker, book nerd, food appreciator, her words, and yogi. Zoe has learned model making, designed gold jewelry, and written and directed theater. More often, however, she writes about film and story making, and she interviews filmmakers and luminaries such as Dustin Hoffman, Ang Lee, and Viola Davis, both in print and at the Mill Valley Film Festival, and sometimes the Skywalker Ranch. Zoe also travels far and wide in search of films, from Berlin to Burkina Faso and beyond. In addition to planning this year's Mill Valley Film Festival, she is currently working on a book based on her interviews. Welcome, Zoe.
1: Hey, thank you so much.
0: Thanks for being here. So we're going to talk about the Mill Valley Film Festival. We're going to talk about Khan, But first, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, first off, I have a friend in Novato who has an accent like yours, but I don't know anyone in Mill Valley who does. So I'm wondering, are you from Novato originally?
1: <laughs> yeah, actually Hereford, which is very far west of Nevada. Just a little west yeah, and actually, of Nevada. Yeah. yeah. Welsh borderlands. Welsh borderlands. Yeah, okay. I came from I came over to America thinking I would be here for a year, and that was decades ago. That was decades ago. Yeah. So,
0: you just, what, you lost your ticket back, or what Pretty happened? much, yeah.
1: yeah. I lost my ticket and my will, perhaps, to go back. And then. your will the to weather, go the back. The weather was a lot better here.
0: The weather is better here than uh, than over there in Wales, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think you're also going to go to Peru. Did, did, did.
1: Yeah. I kind of thought I would travel around for a year, go to, you know, hitchhike across America. What did I know? It was, you know, illegal in most of the states. Yeah. We don't really point. do that here. Yeah. You can do that in Europe still, mm-hmm. but not yeah, here not, so much. Yeah. Um, I did do a little bit here, but did you? it was yeah. easier at that point. Yeah. Um, as I said, this is a long time ago. Yeah. I thought I would go to Peru, come back and then go back to England and pick up from where I'd left off. Uh huh. Um, As it happened, I'm still waiting to go to Peru. And And to go back. And I go back, well... You go back to visit. Yeah, I go back to England regularly. So one of the great things about working at Mill Valley Film Festival is that I do travel for film quite a lot. So I will often route myself through England, if it Uh makes sense. And so I get a little time with the family and the friends. Uh, the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's kind of great.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, so that might explain the fact that you're, so you're from England, not Wales. Correct. Sorry, I don't know where that, that town is that you mentioned in the beginning. It, it's and you Her- mentioned well, the Welsh somethingness, and so I thought we were... It's on we the were, Welsh border. Okay, it's almost yeah. to the border. Okay. Hereford,
1: what is it, Hamps No, Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire, you know, in...
0: Can you see the blank look in my eyes? Yeah, no I idea. Let's not even go No there. idea. Yeah. No Herif- idea.
1: Hereford is on the Welsh borderlands. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, but that might explain, though, why on Twitter I learned that you seemed sort of into the recent royal wedding.
1: Oh, my God. How embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I was. I uh-huh. was. Yeah. I mean, bizarrely, you know, because I've lived in America, in California for so many years, I feel a little estranged from yeah. that part of my background. Yeah. So... Um, the royal wedding was the day after I left from the Cannes Film Festival. Ah. So I just went slam dunk into my roots. And I have to say it was an extraordinary experience, something that wouldn't have happened five, ten, certainly not twenty years ago. I mean, to see Martin Luther King invoked in right. Saint George's Chapel with this man who is standing on the bones of Henry the Seventh. Yeah. Extraordinary.
0: Yeah. Your dog didn't agree though. Your dog didn't agree, I don't oh, think. Oh, there was a the picture dog, on that, Twitter, yeah, my, and it seemed like there was some discord at home. I don't no, know no, if that no. caused... That, that,
1: was my, that was my nephew's dog, Oh, Pixie. that was your nephew's dog, okay. Yeah, the new dog. It's a, it's a, <laughs> a rescue dog from Romania. From Romania. It's, yeah, so it may be that Pixie just didn't feel a lot of resonance with the royal family. Okay, so wait know? a second.
0: We rescue dogs from Romania?
1: Uh, to England. Remember, this is in England. To,
0: oh, that picture was in England. You were yeah, yeah. actually in England I at was the time. I was in England Ah, okay, I missed yeah. that part. You said it was the day after Cannes, but I hadn't made the yeah, no, connection that I, I you were on route from, back home uh, or something. I went from the south
1: of France to London. Yeah. Uh, in time to be in England to...
0: So you planned it to be there for the wedding. Oh, I did, yeah. I wanted to be in England for the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So changing gears, um, what jumped out at me right away when I was reading about you was that not only did the Mill Valley Film Festival celebrate its 40th anniversary last year, Mm -hmm. congratulations, uh, but you celebrated your own 40th anniversary with the festival, which is crazy. And again, congratulations. So you've been with it since the very beginning. Yes, I yeah.
1: have. Yeah, um, Mark Fishkin and his partner Lois Cole and and Rita Cahill were founding the festival, and I got involved in the very first year. And you know, full disclosure: the Mill Valley Film Festival was actually the first film festival I ever went to. Yeah, um, and got involved the first year, and in the second year, um, started doing the video programming. So Mill Valley was radical in that way. No other b- film festival. You know, had gone into the realms of what we would now consider digital cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, um, I start I created the video fest, which was sort of a sidebar at Mill Valley. Mm. And really, that programming, tracked the evolution of what we would now call digital cinema you know it was everything from we you know we brought in the people who are working with francis ford coppola Mm -hmm. on working in experimenting in on the relationship between 35 millimeter and video um and we brought in people from nasa who were helping develop the technology that created you know the it, it was it was an interesting. So NASA time. was involved
0: with with that. Interesting.
1: Well, yeah, because when people went into space, they wanted to take pictures, and they mm-hmm. had to figure out ways that they could transmit a decent quality picture. So they started developing the technology that filled in the spaces between the lines of video. You know, video is like a series of lines. Yep. So they created the technology that started intuiting how those lines should be, you know, filled, filled in. Uh huh. So yeah, you never know where these things may come from. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: So no one stays in the same job anymore for 40 years. So well, what right? about yeah? So what about the job itself has inspired you personally to stay put for so long?
1: Well, full disclosure. One thing is for the f- for half less. of those 40 years, yeah, I was also I had like three distinct careers going simultaneously, and you've uh, kind of mentioned those. Uh-huh. Um, I was writing and directing theater. Um, I was <coughs> designing jewelry and then I was doing the video fest so that's that's a part of the answer to your question Um, I've had a lot of variation on the themes Um, but the other thing is also you know I mean just thinking back to what I was doing for the first 20 years in in terms of video the work has changed yeah and so although there would be times when I would think no I need to get out of this and do something else first of all it uses a lot of different talents, you know, so it's the kind of work where you're researching, you're writing, you're creating live performances, um, the, you know, the, the, the flow of the year creates a lot of different ways that tap into a lot of different resources, um, and then the other thing is, I, I've been able to launch initiatives about things that I'm interested in. Which
0: we're gonna talk about.
1: Yeah, um, which would include Active Cinema and Mind the Gap and Viva El Cine. Um, you know, we've been ab- you know the, the shape of the festival and the tone of the festival is always changing. Yep. So um, that's one thing. The other thing is, filmmakers are always making interesting films. Right. So the cultural conversation and the conversation about what is up in the world is always changing. And yeah. I find that fascinating. Yeah,
0: so you never get bored. No. Clearly. Clearly no. never get bored. Uh, and one of the reasons, again, is because you get to travel so much. Yeah. And you're just back from Khan, like I said in the beginning in the bio, or I think I said that. I at least mentioned Cannes. Uh, so a place I also know well from living uh, one town over for a few months when I was working on my novel, A Voice Beyond Reason, and uh, you said again on Twitter, so you're, you might come to hate me by the end of this interview because I did look at your <laughs> or Twitter might stop pretty. Tweeting, or you tweeting, might stop right? tweeting, exactly, yeah. which I hardly even do. And so I was really <laughs> excited when I saw, oh, there's actually some good stuff. I think you're the first guest that I've ever gotten anything useful from Twitter. <laughs> um, and you're one of the few people I actually want to follow because I, I really liked what you were tweeting. Um, but anyway, one of the things you said relative to this conversation was Gotta love con where fantasy meets reality, maybe. So. I don't know if you remember what you meant by that, but either regardless, uh, what do you love about Cannes the festival?
1: <laughs> Fantasy meets reality. Yeah, maybe I, I'm just. It was try- the maybe the yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think yeah. that something had just happened, and I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, it wasn't
0: clear from the picture,
1: which uh, is why I was. Yeah, I think like, there
0: was a picture of the red carpet, but beyond that, yeah, yeah. there
1: probably was a picture, <laughs> and there probably was something going on, and it happens with such rapid fire. There. Yes, yeah. There's that, but yeah, it is. Uh, Cannes is an interesting mixture of fantasy and reality yeah I mean it like for instance my friend's daughter who is at Yale graduate school just made her first short film which she brought to Cannes it showed in the American pavilion um, and they gave her a prize for it wow so you get somebody who's just made their first film who gets to come and experience the Cannes Film Festival in that way Um, then every day there are people who Line up with their um, their lounge chairs or their <laughs> ladders outside the red carpet, and they watch the people. Yeah. And then at night there is this guy who is a dead ringer for Robin Williams, uh-huh. who dresses up as Mrs. Doubtfire oh, every really? night. Really. And yeah, and and basically rides around on one of those like little segways. No, not a Segway. Um, uh, scooter. A, it's sort of a, a a handicap scooter kind of okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and works the crowds on the on at all the sidewalk cafes. And
0: officially related to the fe- that doesn't sound no, like something official. Not. No, yeah. No, no, And it's a French person because that yeah, also he's doesn't French. sound.
1: No, well, that's even t-
0: stranger. Yeah,
1: and he's wonderful, and he Interesting. just you know, comes sort of sit on your lap, <laughs> and you know, as you're eating dinner, and.
0: And he's been there for years. Uh, yeah. 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 It used sort to be of the, an leopard ladies, uh, the leopard a mo- ladies, a
1: mother-daughter duo who would um, dress in leopard outfits Skin. every yeah, single yeah. night. And they would simply walk through Cannes at night, past all the people eating <laughs> dinner. So it it is really one of those places where fantasy and reality meet. Nice. And everything in between.
0: Yeah. So is it safe to assume then, given your role and given that you've been doing this for so long, that you get to hobnob with all the stars?
1: Absolutely not. No? no? Wait, Why not? <laughs> well, That's the wrong answer. I know. I, know I was going to spend the rest of this interview with you telling us that? anecdotes about yeah, yeah, your encounters with
0: Catherine Deneuve and whoever else.
1: <laughs> um, occasionally, yeah. I would say. Um, the, the way that a day in Cannes works is, for a film festival programmer is that you are hitting the streets early seeing as many films as you can uh doing as many meetings as you can with sales agents so the thing that people you know what we see from the outside is a red carpet and a lot of celebrities right and that happens um several times a day Several times Several a day. Several times a uh, day. So it's not
0: even just a nightly thing. It's just no, sort of is, ongoing. Yeah. 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 So, Based on the film, presumably, exactly, that's being shown. Yeah. Yep.
1: So the way that a day works with the with those big films is that at 8.30 in the morning, they do the press screening. Oh, wow. After the press screening, they do a press conference. And that's when you, you know, they do the photos. the questions, they, the interviews. Yeah, exactly. uh-huh. um, And then, so that one's going on. By 11 or 11.30, the next film is doing the press screening. Yeah. And then... Um, there will be either two or three um, red carpet screenings during the evening starting at could be as early as four, you know, sort of four, seven, ten, that kind of thing. Sometimes there's a midnight screening. Um, And that's when the stars are really out in, in force. Yeah. So, you know, they're turning over the houses several times a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Once in a while, um, I can, uh, you know, I'll get invited to um, a really cool party. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of sad that Netflix didn't get to go this year Yes. because Netflix had a party last year that we went to and, you know, just sort of standing there seeing Julianne Moore talking with Tilda Swinton and then hopping in and saying to Tilda Swinton, I met you with Lynn Hirschman, Lynn hirschman Leeson, you know, who's a San Francisco filmmaker. Uh-huh. And you know that kind of thing yeah that right. happens once in a blue moon
0: so do you get starstruck at this point or not really it's just no yeah. i don't because you mean, just see them as people and some you're going to like some you're not going to like more or less just like other people because you've again yeah you're...
1: i think you know it's funny um years ago there was a, a one of the great programmers at san francisco film festival was marie pierre Massia, who's a french woman and I remember her saying, oh my God, Gérard Depardieu came to our festival. I was so starstruck. And it made me realize that I wasn't Uh starstruck. Uh And I think a part of it is that what I really love about the work is the way that people do their work. I'm always fascinated by the creative process, what people are doing and how they're doing it and how you translate that into something for our audiences to engage with. And... um, I've had a couple of those sort of like starstruck moments, yeah. but they've completely taken me by surprise. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I you mean, name one off the yeah, top of your head? In, yeah. In 2001, we, you know, the festival happened like a month after 9-11. Oh, wow. And some of the people who came were amazing. They drove up from L.A. and I walked into... Oh, to Mill Valley. Yeah, to, here. to Mill yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. L.A. Yeah, to yeah. Mill Valley. Yeah. Um, and... I walked into the lobby of the Rafael Film Center one day uh, around the same time that Malcolm McDowell walked in. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, so shocked because I knew (laughs) that we weren't doing the tribute to him until the next day. So you weren't expecting him? No, and it was... I just had that moment of electricity where it's like, wow. Yeah. Clockwork Orange just walked in. Right. It was great.
0: Right. Yeah. So there are still certain ones who just, the greats that still can have that impact, particularly when you're not expecting it. Yeah. Um, So you just touched on this a little bit, but I I, I was curious again, you know, or not again, but I was curious um, why you would go to one of these festivals or or Mm. not just one, why you go to these festivals in general, because you're already, you have your own festival. And so you've, you've sort of already answered this i'm just curious if there's any more you're going specifically to find films that you might want to bring here That's to correct. your festival yeah
1: so with the can film festival there are there are several different levels there are the official um sections of the festival so there's the competition there's uncertain regard there is the director's fortnight which usually has films that are sort of really author driven first often first or second feature films um, there is the Critics Week, which are often more edgy intellectual kind of films right. you know and they're all they're all from the world cinema pretty mm-hmm. much. so mm-hmm. in each of those sections there's films from all around the world. Then in addition to that, there is the market, mm-hmm. and that 's what I spend a lot of time in okay so in the market, there are like these warrens of small screening rooms, I mean like probably twenty or more. That again are showing films from first thing in the morning till last thing at night. Oh my gosh! Um, often second screenings of some of the main films, but basically, you know, a lot of films from all around the world. So, I'm both looking for films that are getting premiered at the main, you know, in the main competition in the main sections of the um, of the festival, but I'm also looking for films that are perhaps smaller films, or films that haven't come out yet, um, that are being represented in the market. So, think like Moscone Center times whatever, and then also, you know, like a series of these amazing pavilion tents along the- They've set up uh, temporarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, there are people from around the world who are there to buy and sell films. So, it's like a trade show when the when the product is film. Sure. And, um, so on any given day, I, I usually try to front load my, my meetings at the very beginning of the festival. Then it means that if I get into screenings, it's good and I don't have to, you know, leave to go to a to a meeting. Yeah. But so, you know, like on the first day, I met with people from Iran, from Brazil, from Germany, from France, and they're representing films from ton of different countries you know not
0: even just their respective countries correct Uh yeah Uh
1: um so um like the brazilian guy has films from mostly spanish-speaking countries in latin america cuba because he lived there for a while um so in those meetings we start to get a profile of what's happening in the world Mm -hmm. um coming out of those meetings we do follow up and we get links of the films that we've been talking about And then the process now, as I get back, is really beginning. So with my team of intrepid programmers, we're previewing a lot of those films that have come from the sales agents.
0: Do you ever have an idea before you go about the sort of films that you want to sort of try to track down or does it not work that way? It really is about assessing, sussing out what the market is now offering and then making your selections that way.
1: Um, Good question. I mean, actually, it's a little bit of each because I think the thing is... um, with the sales agents, they, they often represent a really wide gamut of, of movies. You know, it could be genre, it could be, y- I mean, you know, films that would not work at a festival that basically shows art films. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you ha- actually have to go in with a pretty, you know, solid agenda. Um, and... Otherwise, you're going to spend a lot of time looking at films that are not going to work for this yeah. audience. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Bay Area audience is an amazing audience. Yeah. And they're pretty eclectic in their tastes. Um, but there are a lot of things that you know that might not work. Sure. So yeah, we try to narrow cast a little bit to try and sort of home in on the things that we think would would be helpful.
0: Okay. Now, uh, you just touched on the fact that each year there are sort of trends happening and things happening in world cinema. So mm. I'm just curious, before we move away from Con, uh was there anything, and, and we're going to touch on... Uh, your Mind the Gap initiative later, but I'm yeah. wondering, um, and something related to that that happened at Cannes, but I'm wondering what other notable trends or happenings or work you might have stumbled upon mm, this mm. year at Cannes, just just in brief, if there's anything that stands out. Yeah,
1: actually, there was one interesting one that actually came out of a meeting I had with the Polish Film Institute, and um, this year they had more films that were coming out in, into you know the sections. In the Cannes Film Festival, than they'd had for years. Interesting. Um, one of them was um, by Pavel Pavlikovsky, who made a film called Ida, mm-hmm. Ida, mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago. Um, and his new film is called Cold War. And God, it's exquisite. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I used to think of Poland and Russia as being like cinema capital C with those really exquisitely composed frames and uh you know often stark and dark and and truly wonderful yeah this is one of those okay um so and and it also it it it's set in the cold war in um you know in poland and it's there's a love story in a romance and um and there's music as a part of it as well. So it just, I think it was kind of an exquisite piece of cinema. Okay. So yeah, Polish cinema is alive Polish and well cinema. And kicking right back in. All right, awesome. Yeah.
0: That's not one I would have necessarily thought of off the top of my head. Right. So that's 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 good to see or hear. Uh, the last thing I would just want to say about the Cannes Film Festival, they had a, another groundbreaking program uh, that was called Nonstop Nespresso that you also seemed pretty excited <laughs> about on Twitter. So I was just wondering, are you going to have something similar at Mill Valley? Because you had actually said that would, on your Twitter yeah. feed. But I was thinking maybe instead endless equator keep it local Oh, endless
1: Equator, that would be fabulous keep it local yeah 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 Yeah. yeah actually we have worked with equator have and you uh, yeah. yeah and um you know obviously they've got a big presence in mill valley they do so right yeah. in the middle yeah they yeah that, and then I they're mean,
0: just down the street i think their headquarters are just down the street from your headquarters or from um i don't think they're in san rafael their could, headquarters yeah, so you guys well are actually be. close yeah, in, yeah. in lots of ways yeah
1: i mean definitely local I yeah, mean you know yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a slight facetiousness in that <laughs> you know I, and a part of it came because I've been talking with my nephew before I went to Cannes and he just got himself a, you know he's like he's like 16 and he has to have his own espresso maker sure, in his room course. now well he deserves one yeah yep. and um so I told him about the es- the Nespresso place and yeah. they basically you know they uh, they've used the film festival as a great way of spreading the word uh-huh. people come out of screenings Pile into there and get their coffee fix, and it's I free. Mean, I'm guessing it totally free, right? So of course, I mean, yeah. How better? What better way to launch a product? Right? Can't
0: think of one can't think of one yeah uh shoot there was something i was just going to say that was a tangent but i think i forgot it so i think we're just going to move on it was about the coffee stuff uh this is why i write notes usually while we're talking but i I started thinking about nespresso and wishing i had coffee here right now i guess (laughs) all right so let's transition away from con oh no that's what i was going to say okay so i read the other day she's looking at me like she has how, how did you just make a connection there i don't see a connection I read the other day, way before I was planning for today's show, that it's can, not con. But Correct. I speak French, and I would say con, just the way it's written. But is it actually can? Am I saying no, it wrong? You, no, because you're saying can. I noticed. That's can, why I'm curious. Yeah.
1: So if you think about French, French, yeah. there is no ah sound in French. Hmm. Think if you can come up with any one other French word that has uh, that says R. You okay? Now, Interesting. C a e n con. C a e n. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you think of the word panier, meaning uh-huh. panier, yeah, yeah, they're for the bikes or whatever. It's yeah. that same. It's the same sound as that. Pannier, My theory pannier, is, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. That Americans who don't speak French want tried. To, well, they want to. They want to sound foreign. Right. 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 So it seems natural <laughs> to say con or cans. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, obviously no fine. That hurts s, though. With the s, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. But if you start thinking of le canne panier. None of those words, those, those are all the same structure. All right.
0: Thank you for the French lesson. I thought I spoke French. I kind of do ordinarily, but yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Can from now on it's can, uh, we're leaving can behind. We're going to move on to the Mill Valley Film Festival, but before we do, I just thought we should probably mention that uh, the film, the Mill Valley Film Festival, is actually presented by the California Film Institute. Correct. Can so you can you just give us a brief idea of what, of what uh, that, that organization is? Yeah, is.
1: the California Film Institute is like the umbrella nonprofit um, of several different projects. So Mill Valley Film Festival is the longest standing of the projects. Um, the Rafael Film Center is now. Is one of those, and is now heading towards its 20th anniversary. Congratulations! Yep. Um, the we have CFI education, so we have a very vibrant education program, and uh, we have a fledgling distribution arm that is. Now, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Now working to um, start help distribute some of those get films the films out there. Yeah. Yeah. That need yeah. to get out there.
0: Exciting. Okay. Well, let's talk now finally uh, about the festival itself, about your festival and not other people's festivals. Um, Can you tell us just a little, you did touch on this a little bit in the intro, but can you remind us sort of when it got started? And I don't think we talked about this earlier, but how it's actually grown over time, because Mm. it's really impressive how much it's grown.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, It got started in the late 1970s. And one of the things that I'm realizing now looking back is that, think about that time in America. It was when the US, you know, when US indies were really kicking in, mm-hmm. and uh, not only that, but it, in the San Francisco Bay Area, there was, a, it was a very, very vibrant time. If yeah. you look at, if you look at the, the Bay Area, you'll see that there are a lot of cultural organizations that have their roots in the late in 70s. Frameline, mm-hmm. uh, Film Arts Foundation, you know, which is now part of SF Film, um, uh, Jewish Film Festival not long after that and um, so there you know there are a bunch of things you know there was this incredible thing that was happening in the San Francisco Bay Area but I think in film as well so at that time uh, people who were looking at film were always looking at at it on celluloid mm-hmm. so there was that sort of purist cinema thing yeah um, and but you sort of start to wed that with the evolving video thing so in its early days mill valley film festival was like like a long weekend and it focused on films from the san francisco bay area you know docs everything that exists in the structure of the festival was there in a small form in that the very beginning in the very beginning so there were tributes there were uh you know there were documentaries there were narrative there were kids films there were some panels.
0: So you already had that wide a variety yeah. in breadth and depth yeah. to your programming at the very beginning. Yeah, the That's very, really yeah, impressive. Yeah,
1: the basic structure was there. Hmm. And then those have really grown and developed over the years. Um, and I think in a way that there's a, there are a bunch of festivals that started in the late 70s that I think of as the second wave of film festivals. Um and you know, with Cannes and Berlin and the Venice, you know, the Europe the, the, Euro- the European the oldest, festivals but yeah, sort of yeah. being the first wave, that was really about cinema capital C. And I think that what happened in the late 70s in America is that cinema started to change shape. Um, then you get to the 80s and people started having VHS in their houses, and you get to the 90s and you know that's still happening and then by the late 90s the dot-com thing has happened mm-hmm. and uh you know we're about to hit the turn of the century and things are really changing yeah yep. and i think that the um the trajectory of the mill valley film festival really plots those changes um it goes and I started doing the film programming in the early 90s, and at that point, we were still on that sort of, that change over time from pure, purist cinema, capital C, on celluloid into things that were digital. Yep. But because VHS and then DVDs were, you know, becoming the state of the art, the norm, yeah, yep. um, we, s- we started looking at films in that way, rather than on the big screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so simultaneously with that, a lot of other film festivals started to grow up. And I really think that the evolution of film festivals you can see in tandem with the evolution of technology. As technology became more accessible, film festivals became more prolific. Interesting. You know the, yeah, yeah, there the were the many correlation more film there. festivals. Yeah. So with Mill Valley as well, because it's you know been well rooted, well respected, has always had a very deep commitment to film and to quality. Um, really, in the early '90s, um, we started working a lot with the studios like Miramax and Fine Line um, to launch films that they were seeing as. Having Oscar and awards potential
0: so if i 'm Mira Max or I'm one of those studios, why do I need a film festival? How do you play into them getting that sort of academy award attention potentially
1: great um, they probably don't ha- they, they probably have limited marketing budgets okay film festivals in key markets like the San Francisco Bay Area mean that they can get publicity from
0: the press. having just
1: yeah from the press here from the press nationally from the kudos of ha- you know from the, the cachet of having a, an opening night film or a tribute with the person the whole event that, exactly, around it yeah, yeah it makes it so creates they, a story yeah yeah so they start getting you know a lot of that kind of love and validation so if you have a festival that's already managed to you know establish its um, uh, reputation, and their film is chosen for it, then it's like, you know, it checks a lot of boxes. Yep. Plus, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area, as well as being one of the biggest markets for independent film, um, is also probably has the third largest number of Academy members in oh, really? the country. Interesting. Yeah, so it means, and of course, you know, they're a part of our community. So that's those things have always been important.
0: Yeah. So talking about uh, other festivals and just the whole the whole range of festivals, I looked on Wikipedia before our chat and, and I saw that there are eighty sort of major worldwide festivals, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of festivals. And yeah. like you said, that's that's mushroomed over over the years. Yeah. So I was curious, and of course, part of the answer here is going to be you have been around for so long, and the quality and breadth and depth of your programming. But I'm just curious if there's any else anything else you would add with regards to. How does a film festival, given all this competition, how do you stay relevant? You know, you're still attracting Mm. all this A-list talent. At the same time, though, you're also still focused also on the independent and foreign films. So how do you stay relevant? Um, And is there, the corollary question, I guess, is is there competition also between the festivals? Because Mm. you're going to other festivals to get ideas and bring movies. So that seems more collaborative and less competitive. But it seems to me again, that this need to kind of, you still want to get detention, you still want to be relevant. So is there a competitive side to things here as well?
1: In terms of the relevant question, yeah. um, I think, you know, I mean, just sort of referring back to what you were asking before about how Mill Valley has changed. I think that um, inevitably, you have to keep assessing who you are, where you are, and You know, what is the world that you're living in? And Mm -hmm. what does the world need? Yeah. You know, what does the world of filmmakers need? And what does your audience need? Um, And how, as a festival that is, you know, an interface between audience and work, uh, you know, address that. So I think that there's always, I mean, I think that there's a core sensibility, and the core sensibility is about the quality of the presentation, about, mm, you know, making sure that filmmakers are having a great time and that you're really wanna come. Yeah, yeah, supporting the launch of their films because that's a big commitment. You know, I mean you're you're taking care of somebody's baby here. Right. You know, right. Um and then in terms of competition between festivals, yeah. you know, I mean I would say like one of the things that I've always thought is amazing in the San Francisco Bay Area is that we have SF film in the spring and we have Mill Valley in the form fall. Mm-hmm. So you have these two world class events that you know that really show off what's the gr- you know what's world class sure. greatest stuff. Yeah, all <laughs> the Bay Area. Yeah. you know yeah. a- across the trajectory of the year, um, and you know we've always had a good relationship with our colleagues there. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of competition, you know between us and other festivals. Sure. Um, I mean that would really be for you know individual films in october so then okay. you're looking more at other films nationally yeah so for instance the new york film festival used to be a little bit earlier than us and is now right on top of us oh interesting the London film okay. festival mm-hmm. used to be in november and now is right on top of us ah. so the way that we work with that is really um i mean essentially it's collaboratively but it's via the um, but via the distributors. okay so we will look at um, you know when, a New, when the New York Film Festival is showing something and we'll you know w- we'll know that the, the talent the, the director, the actors whoever it, will, will likely be there and we schedule you know, so that we can share talent, basically. So
0: they might get on a plane and come and still be able to do both festivals, oh, for yeah. example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah.
1: And that's we've done for years. Okay, yeah.
0: all right, so it is more collaborative then. That's good to hear, yeah. I guess, yeah.
1: Well, and, it, you know, again, this is like, this is about service to art, you know? Right. So if you're going to do that, if you're going to be competitive... It can get ugly out there. And it
0: can get, well, know. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that it doesn't sound as if it does very often. Yeah. So I was going to have you talk about, because you guys, again, you do have such an extensive offering. And so I was going to have you talk about some of that, but what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to run through the list and then we're just going to focus on two of your um, most not interesting, but two of the, I think two that I think are near and dearest to your heart, perhaps okay. somewhat. Um, so you've got U.S. cinema, yep. you have world cinema, you have Bibertine, which showcases prize-winning uh, Spanish-language and Latin American films and stories. You have focus programs, which it looks like uh, focus us on certain topics. Yeah, those For come example, sort of cannabis, o- organically
1: out of the program.
0: Polish cinema, interestingly enough, you yeah. had last year. Uh, yeah. sounds like maybe you could have that again this year yeah, based do, on what I'm you just sure had. Right. Uh, then, of course, you have documentaries. You have filmhood, which is uh, primarily ordered, oriented towards children, teens, and young adults. You have shorts. You have music. And then, uh, in the interest of time, now we can talk about the other two. Um, uh, Let's talk about active cinema for a couple of minutes, and Mm -hmm. then I would like to talk about Mind the Gap, because that's really important and relevant to what's going on in the big picture today. So tell tell us about active cinema.
1: Yeah, active cinema started about 10 years ago. So we we consider that an initiative, um, and it's really created to connect the dots between films that are intended to make change in the world and audiences who... Go to see them and then say, "What can we do?" Yep. So what we've done through the years is to work with filmmakers to um, we create. A s- so when they do their Q and A, there's a slide that comes up on the screen with uh, you know bullet points of what you can do. So that could be anything from the filmmaker's website to um, a uh, a non profit, for instance, that addresses the issues. Uh, we had someone pull out a checkbook during q um, and A Q&A a couple of years ago. You know, so we're really cool. trying to connect the dots between the act between the action and the film and the experience of the film
0: yeah you said on the website quote what happens after the lights come up and audience members start looking around for answers wondering quote what can i do and so you're helping them actually be able to translate that what they've just seen the inspiration the motivation the anger whatever it is to channel it into something into into actual action Yeah. Yeah. which i love that sentiment i think that's great Uh, another thing along those lines that you that you also do is you make sure that past active cinema presentations and films and all that information is still up there so it's not just about this year's active cinema
1: right yeah because you know because we're launching films because films are coming out for the first time um, a couple of years ago we started we went back to some of the filmmakers who'd been in the active cinema program to see how they were doing and what they were doing oh interesting you know because you don't know what the impact is going to be unless the film has been out there in the world for a few years yeah and um, because it's getting, you know it's taking its first steps at Mill Valley Film Festival you don't know you know what the impact will be yeah so um, you know we're really trying to keep that work going and try and make it a little deeper yeah and year. just
0: know for yourselves as well is this program is it actually having the impact that we're hoping it will have right, are yeah. people actually taking advantage of these suggestions yeah. and these, these uh, resources right. to make some change. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention so, at Cannes, going back, or Cannes, see now I have to change it. Yeah. At Cannes, uh, per The Hollywood Reporter, 82 stars and executives took to the steps of the Palais to symbolize the number of women who have been featured in the festival's competition over its 71 year history. Quote, on these steps, this is from Kate Blanchett, who presided over mm. uh, this year's festival. Quote, On these steps today stand 82 women representing the number of female directors who have climbed these stairs since the first edition of the Cannes Film Festival in 1946. In the same period, 1,688 male directors have climbed these very same stairs. Okay, so that's 82 to 1,688. In the 71 years of this world-renowned festival, there have been 12 female directors, Heads of its jury. So that's 12 to 71. And then the prestigious Palme d'Or has been bestowed upon 71 directors, too numerous to mention by name, but only two women Jane Campion, who's with us in spirit, and Agnes Varda, who stands with us today, said Planchette. So the Mill Valley Film Festival was already thinking about this a couple years ago in 2015. You started Mind the Gap. Right. So can you tell us about yeah. that? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I think the root of this, for me, also goes back to theatre. I okay. mean, years ago when I was working in theatre, um, there were a group of women here in San Francisco who were trying to start a national women's theatre. Um, and a lot of the theatre work that I did, um, you know, ha- I mean, I was, I, I kind of wanted to rewrite history from the female perspective. So it's, it's, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for a lot of years. Um, Mind the Gap, as you say, started in 2015, and it came out of um, We'd done a panel in 2013 with Stacy Smith, and she's the researcher at USC's Annenberg School who has been docu- you know, has been researching the numbers mm-hmm. here in okay. America, compiling the statistics yeah. and all that. And yeah. what was really striking on the, the 2013 panel was the nu- were the numbers that she had had from that time. Basically, directors in Hollywood, or hired to make Hollywood films, let's say. Hover around like you know five, six, seven percent, and the light bulb that went females. off... Females. Females. Right. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I, the light bulb went off for me because I'd done a panel in the early nineties before Google, and somehow I had you know got the research then, um, and found that in Hollywood, you know, around five or s- five, six, seven percent of women were were directing. Right. It's, so. Yeah.
0: It's astonishing. The, the I numbers mean, the, the numbers, numbers are changed. astonishing, yeah. You know, and they haven't changed. No. They hadn't changed in yeah. all that time, yeah. So
1: what I wanted to address at the film festival is how a film festival can actually support change. What we can do proactively to start shifting things and to start pushing the needle upwards. Right. Um, Using we, the influence that you do have. Yeah. Right. Um, so we committed to getting to 50% women directors by 2020. Um, there are a lot of other organizations that are doing similar. You know, um, it's, a, you know it's an easy graphic for people to do. Um, for us, for our 40th anniversary last year, uh, we were aiming for 40%, but we exceeded that and got to 44%. Excellent. Um, and what we found as programmers is that really what it takes is um, you know, really addressing what you're seeing, looking at the way that's, you know, there There are two things that we're looking at. The one is just is other numbers. You know, how many directors, how many producers, how many writers, and then we're adding in this year uh, cinematographers and editors, just okay. so that we can start tracking that. Sure. Um, but we also start looking at story and how stories are told. I was going to add that, because I love that part of, it. of that, Yeah. you yeah. know? And that, I think, is the deeper work, because if we can start to see how we see story and how we receive stories, then um, we can really begin to recognize that in ourselves and recognize our biases.
0: Yes, you know, and we, change them. Yeah, hopefully. we all have biases, Sure, all
1: of us. There's no two ways about that.
0: We're almost out of time, but the other thing I wanted to add relative to this, because um, you talked about how it's also about the story, which yep. I loved, but then you also decided to uh, expand Mind the Gap across the organization, Correct. your yeah. organization. right? So can you speak to that really quickly? Because yeah. I thought that was another great angle yeah. on it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, one of our advisors um, is Tiffany Schlain, who did, for instance, who did a 50-50-day program across the world in something, I don't know, Tens of thousands of organizations across the world signed up to look at women leadership. So we were one of those organizations, and we did that with our with CFI Education. So we had a day at the Rafael Film Center. So you know, so we're bringing together the film festival, our education program, and our theater. Yeah. We brought in high school kids. Oh, great! And we did a day that looked at um, women and film. Oh, fantastic!
0: Yeah fantastic uh you also have a summit so just tell us about that and about the quick and dirty version of that because it's a mind the gap version. yeah summit
1: mind the gap summit wait it, is
0: that what you were just talking about was that the summit no, no, that wasn't no, the summit no, right no that was okay. the education yeah. program okay. all interface right. yeah i thought but then i realized wait a yeah. second did she just tell me that <laughs> no no i didn't okay <laughs> yeah right. okay great
1: um we did a summit last year um we're doing one again this year which will look at um conscious inclusion a lot of a lot of Talk is given to unconscious bias, which I think is, mm-hmm, we all have, mm-hmm. you know, sure, we all do. Sure.
0: I don't. I've actually worked through all mine, but I understand that a lot of people do still. Sure. Sure. <laughs>
1: um, so we're going to look at uh, unconscious bias and um, we'll have Conscious a day. Conscious inclusion. Con- sorry. F- yeah. yeah. Conscious inclusion. Thank you. Um, and uh, we'll have a day long summit on Saturday, October the 6th, two okay. days after the festival begins on October the 4th. Okay. Okay. Um, We are already lining up what I think will be an incredible day of people both from film and tech, um, and there will be an interface of uh, speakers uh, who will be addressing you know the the great divide sure. and how to bridge it, mm-hmm. um, but also looking at uh, some of the things that happen creatively in film. Fantastic! So it was a pretty amazing summit last year. Sold out very quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's something happening again. to look forward to. Yeah. yeah.
0: Lots of fantastic things going on at the Mill Valley Film Festival. And you said, again, that starts October 4th this year. It goes for 11 days. Yep. And I'm just going to throw out a few links here. The link for the festival itself is MVFF. So, you know, M Mill Valley Film Festival, MVFF.com. On Facebook, it's Mill Valley Film Festival. You can also look at the California Film Institute at cafilm.org. And if you would like to know more specifically about Zoe, her site is ZoeElton.com. Thank you, Zoe, for being here. I would love, by the way, if you get closer to the date, you may be too busy, but if you want to come on and talk about this year's festival, because it, be it, it yeah. was a little early to do that, yeah. Um, but I'd love to talk about that and lots of other stuff that we didn't get to today. So That'd be super. thank you very much for being here.
1: Thank you.